here we go. Okay. Podcasting from the Museum of Broadcast Communication in Chicago. Check out their new exhibit, Stay Tuned Rock on TV, now through April. Just visit museum.tv. It's an awesome exhibit. I've seen it multiple times every time I walk through here, and it is just magnificent, isn't it, Kimmy? It's beautiful. Oh, it's so great. They have all the cool music videos going on. They even have music from TV shows and, and memorabilia, like like Elvis's chair. They do. They have Elvis's chair out there. Can we sit on it? No, it's inside of a glass box. You'd probably Dang get it. in trouble if you tried. Anyways... <laughs> Check out museum.tv to see all of that. And Friends is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. If you missed Los Anno Los Anno and Friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I mean, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I, all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy, because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides, and I decide who's, who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and yeah. most of the right stuff doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels or no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the labeled news on it and presented like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news, yeah. and I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know you think God. that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay, yeah. Glenn... Yeah. As a showman, I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. Yeah. I think Rush truly believes what he says. That. Really, I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh -uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it, mm. and he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it, and he could do it without calls. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's what very I'm few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt. <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis, and there's guys. I mean, literally, there are guys that you know. Tom Thompson. It's like, really? You think we're that stupid that we can't remember your name? That you have to name yourself twice? Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell. Lausano, or whatever it's called. Alrighty. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast and Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is And Friends! That's right. <laughs> and Friends, back again. Uh, here we are. Uh, 
I think we should just get into the introduction to explain a little bit more on exactly. why uh, today is a special show. Today is a very special show. I'm glad you said that, Kimmy. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, uh, you, you, know, start, you started the show. Start out with yourself. Well, well I'm Kimmy, and well, I'm just going to be simple. I am here. That's right. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, and I'm Sam, and I am here too. And you want to know the significance with this? No. It's, we're missing. But I do, but I mean, what is it? There's, there's a voice. There's a sound. There's, there's a person we're not introducing right now because he can't introduce himself. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm talking about Tommy. Who's that? He's the other one. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> the guy who usually sits across from me. Yeah, right now yeah. I'm in his seat. <laughs> you're actually in his seat. And I feel like I have control of everything. Yeah, you even have control of the intros now, so I know. it's your job to screw them up. I know. Well, I mean, just as much as Tommy does, I could take over that oh, part. Yeah. That's not that bad. I, I just need, we need to be, we have to sense Tommy today. We unfortunately don't have him with us. We, um, he, he went on, um, he went on a week long cruise in the, uh, Baltic Sea. Yep. He's up there right now in Scandinavia. He's, he's visiting his heritage. Well, it's good for him, at least. I know. You know, he was very excited to go to Finland and, and I mean, Sweden. thanks for the invite. I, I right. wouldn't have been able to go. But I would have gone either way. I know, I know. It's funny you say that. My uh, best friend just came back from a cruise and got engaged wow. on the cruise. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she went to the Florida Keys, I think. Are you getting invited to that wedding? Oh, I'm in the wedding. Oh, She's already well, planned. Yeah. Like, I was there. They, they bought the ring together. Oh, wow. Uh, she's actually already planned every detail. So, honestly, yeah. this is not a surprise. So, yeah. as long as I don't have the maid of honor spot, I'm golden. Oh, she's... <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll ruin the whole thing for you. Have you done a maid of honor before? No, I'm scared. I'm not. I wouldn't. I mean, I would know what to do for her. Yeah. But I feel like I'd be too scared. Like even being like the best man, I feel like there's too much pressure. Oh yeah, you have to do like a whole bunch. Yeah, not- you have to plan out like the whole parties you got to make sure you control everything to make sure the bride or the yeah. groom is happy. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure. So you even have to though- find the right stripper. Right. Yeah. Even the male strippers got to find the right ones. Uh, exactly. You don't know if you need a Shrek one or a police officer. I uh, go with the Shrek. Oh, I'd go with the Shrek too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, since we don't have uh, Tommy to tell us who our sponsor is, who is our sponsor? Our Daniel? sponsors are the people who celebrate. Uh, no, the people over at Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, they changed that now, which is they so did. nice. The first in uh, first time in CPS history, they changed it from Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. That's why they want to sponsor it. They want yeah. to make people know. Yeah. Don't call it Columbus Day anymore. Yeah. And, and instead of the District of Columbia now, it's the District of Indigenous Peoples. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you really thought? <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's a lot of paperwork oh. you got to yeah, change. Right? Change you the whole change state the capital. Signs, yeah. You gotta change all the monuments. It's gonna be a lot of effort. So I was like, wow. Well, you they know, got that effort. At least it's a little more representation for, you know, like the Southeast, because then it'll just be called dip. So everyone who's doing dip and dip. You gotta go dip in the dip. Yeah, right. <laughs> District of Indigenous Peoples. Uh, <laughs> a funny thing is, there actually are districts of Indigenous Peoples, but we're not gonna get into that. Uh, <laughs> well, how about we get into the news? That's right. I think it's safer. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you, Kimmy. Covering the news from around the world to your backyard, it is time for the news. <laughs> uh, anyway, in the news today, yeah. I have a little bit of the good, the bad, oh. and 
the coronavirus. Oh, that's the best. I keep wanting to say, ever since I first found out about it, I always want to say carnivorous, and then I just think of a dinosaur. Yeah. So it was really hard every time I see the word. Anyway. Um, the coronavirus is kind of carnivorous. It is eating humans. Oh, but as long as we're not eating humans. No. At no, least it doesn't make yet. you a cannibal. Yeah. Um, so the first one is The Good, which is a sweet story, unless, you know. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. There's this unless, you know, you hate planking. Uh, there was a 62-year-old ex-Marine who actually beat the Guinness Book of World Records for planking. Yeah. And yeah. I, oh my God, he did it for eight hours in 15 minutes and 15 seconds. What was the, do you know what the record was before it? Yeah, the record before was eight hours and one minute. Wow, he beat it by a lot. Yeah. Jesus. I think it's crazy. His name is George Hood. And you know how he prepped this? How? He logged in 2,100 hours of planking to prepare for this event. Holy crap. I don't know. I can't even do 15 seconds without hating it. That's like a couple years worth of planking. Right? Altogether. Um, he actually won it before. Um, when someone took it from him? Yeah, basically. I, that's obviously if the other man had it and then he won it again he um he did this basically to kind of break the uh plane break the stigma to bring awareness and support to mental health and wellness Mm -hmm. because it takes a lot to like get out of the mindset of the pain that you're going through oh yeah i would imagine yeah because he says like you know you just start not thinking about the time and i just think it's crazy um oh and funny fact is afterwards he decided to do 75 push-ups non-stop oh really yeah i didn't i didn't see that because i saw the video go around on instagram but i didn't see that yeah casual 75 push-ups yeah you know that's that's a normal thing to do after eight hours of planking you know it's it's understandable that he would do that just to kind of you know get his body moving again because like i know like when i'm sitting in a position for a long time my body like kind of crunches into that and Mm -hmm. when you try to move out of it you're just like ow i wonder if he had any because your muscles are basically contracting for that long like any cramps like how would you handle a cramp oh god i can't even imagine i but considering you did it for two thousand hours i bet he was well past cramps that's true i was just like what are you gonna do with the boredom like i would think like you know put on a movie he had his phone at least like in his hand like i think that's what it is you just like look at something on your phone because you got it past the time i think i saw a tube i didn't go too much into finding out like because the bathroom. Mm. So I think they had like a tube going down his legs. <gasps> I remember seeing it in one of the images, I believe. I'm, I am I swear I did. I saw something coming down from down there. Because I was like, bathroom. They have to figure that out yeah, for them. Yeah, right. So, but um, after that, he renounced his retirement from planking shortly afterwards. Oh, I would I would not be surprised that he did that at all. I mean, that's, that's a lot of hours. I would stop it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, since that was so good, let's get into something bad. Oh. Um, this just shows you should not believe everything you read. What are you talking about? So, I just, just remember that. Don't believe everything you read. Okay. This, there's been articles going around on home remedies to help with hemorrhoids. Oh, I saw, yeah. And now doctors are coming back pleading with people who are too embarrassed because, you know, they're doing the home remedies because they don't want to go in. They're telling people to stop sticking frozen potatoes up their bums. (laughs) I think that's hilarious. When I first saw this, I was like, why are people sticking this up their bums? I didn't know, like, that could help. Have you met anyone who's actually done it? No, but it's funny you say that. My boyfriend's old roommates had a roommate before him who had a specific ice tray for his bum ice. 
that he would stick Why? because it was like a certain shape uh-huh yeah i know they never touched they left the ice tray in there they were yeah, too afraid to yeah. t- no that's that's the that's the ass ice tray at that point <laughs> basically it was like we're not touching this no but i mean it's so weird they they were doing it because apparently when they looked online they said that you could just kind of cut it up into like frozen french fry size or like slice it up and just leave it in for 30 seconds and it's supposed to help because of the acidicness in there what's the point it's 30 seconds why what what are you doing well i mean it's gonna unfreeze your butt is gonna take is gonna yeah, warm but, it up but you would think it would be like more of like a long time thing it's like only 30 seconds go through that fucking trouble to put a piece of potato up your asshole? Well, they say to do it for a couple days in a row. Oh, great. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> That's one way to make a baked potato. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, I wouldn't know like what to do. I would think it'd be too weird to be like, okay, potatoes, ready to go? Well, yeah, especially if it's like if it's like a midday thing. It's like, oh, excuse me, everybody. I got to go to the bathroom for a second. Got to shove one of these potatoes up my asses. You know? God. And then you see him eating potatoes later and like, hmm, what? fuck are you doing i'd be like hey you want to know what that special taste is go <laughs> okay that was a little, it's a little too much tang right there <laughs> i mean there's so many other home remedies there was a list of them that readers digest posted which is also why doctors have been saying this because they put the potato on there but they also say put um like just use simple toilet paper to kind of just clean it soak it fiber put a tea bag on your butt like, i've heard tea bags i've heard fun? tea bags yeah they cause... also have petroleum jelly uh, no, that's like that's like asking for napalm to just happen <laughs> on your ass. I don't want to set fire to my asshole. Or witch hazel? What? Okay, that one makes sense. I mean, I use that to clean my face, but I'm not going to put it... Yeah, but if it's like an exfoliant and you need to exfoliate your ass crack, then, you know, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I mean, have you experienced hemorrhoids at all? Uh, like not, this? Not that I know of. I probably have and just kind of ignored it. Yeah. Well, it's different between external and internal, so. Yeah. I wouldn't. I honestly don't think so. They, I mean, they say more for pregnant people, too. More than, that makes sense. Or if you eat a lot of spicy foods, it can do Ooh. it. Which scares me, because I love my spicy foods. Well, that's, a, that's a problem that I have, though, is like when something like, I, I, I can't tell if I'm sick or not, because I just kind of ignore it. <laughs> that's No, I've looked this up. It's like, it's like a thing that some people have. It's like they just like go right through. Like sometimes there'll be a pain in my arm, and I'll be like, yeah, that'll go away in a bit. And it does. <laughs> it's going to be dangerous when one day it does. It. It's like, this pain is not going away. And it's actually getting oh, worse. I've actually thought about that. I'm like, no. you know, probably in like 10 years, it's going to be like, oh, okay, well, now it's not going away. Hmm. That'd be scary. I mean, I get that where last night my hand like just felt like it was going numb. But usually it's because I put my arm in some weird position above my head yeah, or yeah. like dangle it. So I'm like, there's probably no blood getting to my fingers anymore. Oh, yeah. And I just shake my hand around thinking it's going to help. Well, I was pretty sure I had strep throat about like three weeks ago, <gasps> but I didn't do anything about it. I was just Were like, you in here with it? No, it was like right after. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like I had it like for like two days. I'm like, my throat's really just clogged up right now huh. and then and then like a day later it was fine so i think i had like some allergic reaction or something yeah just I looked don't it up. die on us because if you don't end up showing up and tommy doesn't end up showing up i'm gonna be by myself and i think that'll be the weirdest show of and friends <laughs> with no friends <laughs> yeah that's 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 the and friends show you don't want to miss it's just kimmy by herself just going all right everyone you have like a potato on the side it's i like, would totally divorce be like hi i'm tommy yeah. i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> But I do voices. Yeah. All right. Now let's see the final aspect of the coronavirus. Woo! I have two little stories on this one. Be- yeah. Because, you know, why not? 
Well, you can't you can't not talk about the coronavirus. The coronavirus is like the the hip thing right now. It's everywhere. I well, know. at least what I want to talk about is not really like you know the dangerous side because everyone talks about it coming here and everything that's going on and what it's doing either to you know the stock market or you know businesses or people. Yeah. I'm gonna do what it's how it's affecting you know a game and a drink. Okay. Kind of keep it to kind of a lighter side because mm-hmm. we're a lighter show um have you <laughs> ever heard of a game called plague or like plague inc oh yeah i play it all the time well you're not going to be able to anymore in china because they are banning it because the whole point is to spread a deadly virus all over yeah. the world well that makes sense you know china china's kind of being like the top player right now in literal <laughs> plague inc so they, they don't want anything yeah. like you know kind of breaking up that top player oh yeah well it was interesting when as you say with this because there's been um so many instances or at least two because they just had a pope on ash wednesday who apparently was sick and touching the sick people doing the ash a pope there's there's multiple popes well or it was the pope i guess it's the pope would it be the is it actually the pope you know i'm not religious i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna do it to myself i would be surprised if the pope had coronavirus right now oh god that'd be so bad i feel like that would i mean there was a religion. I mean, he's the Pope. I, mean, I know, but at sorry, the same Grandma, time, <laughs> you're going to have so many people like, oh, no. No. Oh, Pope. <laughs> oh, Pope. Uh, and then there was the other guy. I know this isn't right here. The um, Islamic leader who was on TV sweating when they found out later on that he actually had it while he was telling, it's not that big of a deal. Well, that's like a video I saw the other day of, uh, they were, it was in Iran. And yes. this Iranian guy came out, he's like, yeah, I, d- I definitely don't have it. You know, I'm good, they just let me go. And then like, the doctors bust out of the door, like, you need to come back here right now. He's like, what, why, why, you said I don't have it. It's like, no, no, you have to come back right now. And I'm like, oh God. There was also a video of a guy, he was praising a hospital for being quarantined, being well. And then the doctors that came out was like, don't talk to him, he's infected, <laughs> he yeah. needs to go in. And he's like, talking to a microphone surrounded no, I think that's by the cameras. same one yeah i can't it's it's There's funny. a whole bunch of them it's also now just today or a few days ago i fa- saw one saying it finally has got there's like an actual dog with it oh yeah i saw that too that's so sad I know. it goes to dogs yeah, now but the, i saw i also saw a story about how there was um a baby that had it and it <gasps> survived oh that's good yeah but that means like if a baby can survive it yeah i think i think we're pretty good <laughs> i think we're gonna make it you know Maybe maybe a couple thousand, but I mean, you know. maybe a million, but I mean, you know, it's just statistics. <laughs> well, speaking of statistics, yeah? this, this next one is about, you know, the drink Corona. Ooh. Um, because nearly 40% of beer drinking Americans won't buy Corona due to uh, the, you know, uh, the virus. That's a shame. Well, it's a real shame. You have to listen to the breakdown. This was done by Five uh, W Public Re- Relations. They interviewed 737 U.S. beer drinking residents. Uh-huh. So this is the breakdown of what they got. 38 percent of beer drinking Americans would not buy Corona under any circumstances. Now, oh, among those that said they usually drink Corona, only four percent said they would stop drinking it. Okay. Fourteen percent said they wouldn't order it in public. Okay. And finally, 16% of beer drinking Americans were confused about whether the beer is related to the coronavirus. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was a I thought that was a meme. I thought it was a meme. I thought it was a joke. No. But no, it's legit. There are some people out there who They're think really... that it's related. Oh, and I read that cuz I went through the other numbers and I was like, "Oh, right." But, you know, 
That makes me want to order a Corona every time I go out now, just to see people's reactions. If someone like winces and is like, oh. be like, oh my God, he's drinking, he's corona. drinking corona. He has the virus. Yeah. But what people don't know is that like one of the ways of curing the coronavirus, or at least like helping it out, is drinking alcohol. Yeah. Right? I shockingly learned that from TikTok. Yeah. Out <laughs> <laughs> of all places, I'm starting to get my knowledge from there. You also, you also learned that dipping your balls in soy sauce makes it taste good. And also, but there's so many doctors on TikTok. There was one even she did one talking about the latest update on the coronavirus. So it's kind of cool that they kind of give that way because young kids like they don't do it that way. They're oh, no. not gonna know. No, no. Yes. Well, I saw I saw a meme on TikTok of like uh, these kids. Uh, they were like in college, and they put on the board. It was like Corona and then coronavirus. So when they put their hand over to Corona, everyone would cheer. But when they put it to coronavirus, I would be like, Oh no! <laughs> Just as a meme. But yeah. At, at the end, it's like, Yeah. So that's what it is. And they the guy who did like all this stuff was like coughing, and everyone was like, Wait, what? Because oh, it's like it's a legit thing. You got a little scared at the end there. I yeah. Well, it's a virus. Uh, well, that's. I think I, I'm. I don't want to talk about the virus. Yeah, anymore. I'm. Let, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to move on. You ready? Yeah. Well, you want to go to Florida? Yeah. Hi, it's Rick, and I'm Dave from Minutia Men, and here is what's wrong with you, Florida, on and friends. What's wrong with you, Florida? Hey, wait a second. We do this bit. No, we do this bit. We do it now. We do it. Only us. <laughs> That's because we do it so good. Well, you do it so good. Oh, thank you so much. You Welcome. know, I've been doing this. I'm almost a professional now. I've been doing this for almost a year. I know. You should just be like, I'm the professional Florida I'm man. The, yes. I, I, can, I can write a book about Florida now. Oh, God. It'll just be a book, like a book just covered in mud, but that's fine. It'd be a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the TV series based off the book. Uh, anyways, I got three great Florida stories for you. Are you ready for this, Kimmy? I am so ready. Man upset at nurse sets fire to hospital bed. Mm, but mm, that takes it out on the whole hospital, not uh-huh. just the nurse. Uh, so the story goes is that a Florida man set fire to his hospital bed in an attempt to get attention of nurses because he felt they were ignoring him. Uh, the admitted man, uh, he admitted to using a lighter to set a plastic bag on fire in the hospital. He didn't think to hurt anyone, but was upset because he felt the nurses were ignoring him. When he asked uh, that they bring, uh, uh, when he asked uh, that they bring him clothes, uh, he was admitted into the hospital for respiratory failure. I was gonna say, usually yeah. don't they take away all your items before you go into a hospital? Well, I guess they just left him there naked. But oh. apparently, he had a lighter for some reason. Maybe he I was wonder a, where that was. Maybe he was a smoker with respiratory problems. <laughs> uh, I wonder why he has respiratory yeah, right? problems. I wonder why he's an arsonist. <laughs> Uh, the roommate, his roommate told him to put out the fire, but then said that the Florida man, uh, relit it instead and the flames erupted. Oh God. I, all I have to say is that's the best Chicago fire crossover I've ever, if, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Feels like as a mixture, you got cr- uh, the Chicago fire and Grey's Anatomy since they got to do something crazy well, all the time. It's Chicago fire and Chicago med. That's true. Right, right. I didn't know we had Chicago Med fully. Yeah, yeah, we even had Chicago Justice for a minute. Oh my God, Chicago just wants a monopoly on all shows starting with Chicago. Yeah, right. Even the movie, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. But what's funny is, what is in the sheets at a hospital to where they just erupt in flames? Well, he was cooking some plastic for a little bit. I mean, yeah, but... He got I, some kindling. I feel like there has to be something in the sheets, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. A little, a little arson, arson 
tools. I mean, they do have people die in those like sheets. That's true. So that got dark, but I Jeez. mean, are you implying that the hospital doesn't wash their sheets well enough? I mean, either way, even if you wash them, a person dies on a sheet. What do you expect? <laughs> Like maybe they don't reuse. I don't. I've well, never maybe, worked at a hospital. Maybe what they do is when uh, the sheets are actually meant to be highly flammable, because what they do is it's kind of like at the McDonald's where you're dumping out all your trash. When the person dies, they go over to like a, a big incinerator and just dump them in there. Huh. I mean, it makes things easier. Just like, yeah, right. Yeah. But there's usually the examining. And oh. Everything. No, they just examine the ash afterwards. <laughs> they poke it a little bit. It's like, oh, yep. There's nothing in there. We're all good. We're good. He yep. didn't have a lighter anywhere on him. <laughs> yeah. This guy, on the other hand. Uh, moving on. Uh, this one's about monkeys. So if you if you like a little monkeying around, uh, people can't agree on what to do about Florida's herpes infected monkeys. Ooh. Yes. Uh, uh, these monkeys arrived. There were just six of them in the 1930s as a tourist attraction, but they kind of uh, a tourist attra- attraction on the island in Central Florida River. Um, but one thing they didn't realize is the monkeys could swim. <laughs> so now the monkeys have kind of infested uh, uh, Central uh, Florida. Um, but uh, They're adorable but undeniably invasive, and es- experts worry that their growing ranks will hurt other species. And to top it off, the, mor- the monkeys carry a form of the herpes virus. Oh, I think God. it's like herpes B. Um, From their butt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was childish. They they estimate that there's about uh 550 to 600 uh what? macaque uh macaques. I think that's what they're called. Huh. They're like monkeys. They're little howler monkeys. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh uh living in central Florida and they they think one way of like coping with them is sterilizing all of them, but it's very expensive to sterilize 600 monkeys. Just uh, a few too many. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, the way the way they're approaching it is kind of like a like a warrant, like like they have like wanted dead or alive because the way they say it is, uh, what do you do with the monkeys? The, U- the University of Florida Associates professor told the Washington Post, if you bring them out alive, something has to be done with them. If you bring them yeah, out alive, if you bring them out alive, if you bring them dead, eh, just do we whatever want, you want. want basically, yeah, we want them dead or alive. Get those monkeys. Um, uh, uh, while they said that the monkeys have bitten or scratched multiple people in Florida, authorities have yet to record instances of the monkeys passing their herpes bee to humans in the wild. So everyone's still relatively safe. That's good, at least. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what they have to do is uh, Florida really has to stop monkeying around and solve this herpes problem, am I right? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. What I'm more wondering is, like, I always thought monkeys could swim. Is it just a huge thing now? Like, oh my God, monkeys can swim. Well, you don't really think of monkeys swimming. You think of them like hopping from tree to tree. Well, I mean, they're surrounded by water sometimes. That's true. So I feel, I'm just shocked. I you, guess I guess it's more of like African monkeys, you know? True. They could probably swim a little bit more than like the Amazonian monkeys because like what the, the hell do they need to do swimming in water, you know? I'm just wondering, even if you like sterilize them, they still got herpes. I know. I was going to say, I was like, what's that going to do? They just can't reproduce. Then they can just have sex all they want. They'd all just die of herpes. Well, I mean, how are they not just dying off because of herpes? I don't think you can die from herpes, Kimmy. I realized that after I thought yeah. about it for a second. Like, oh, yeah. Well, you know. Mm, uh... Everyone's got a little bit of herpes. <laughs> I was going to say, have you gotten a cold sore before? 
Uh, yeah, my lips once. Yeah. Everyone's gotten a little bit of herpes. That means you have herpes. Well, yeah. I have herpes then. Her- herpes is like the common cold of sex <laughs> disease. It's not even a sexual disease. It's um, just herpes. <laughs> Imagine, oh, got a sex that I just laughed at it. Imagine saying to your partner, I'm sorry, I have herpes from a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would just be confused like, hey, what? I, I got two kinds of herpes. <laughs> I got the human and then the monkey kind. Well, they haven't said that <laughs> anyone. The monkey kind of herpes. <laughs> That one's crazier. It's because I monkeyed around too much. That explains why you're eating so many bananas lately. Right? Yeah. Really, when you get herpes from a monkey, you just want bananas. That's why it's herpes B. That's why it's herpes oh B. Not for God. bum, it's bananas. Bananas herpes. Banana herpes. Those herpes are bananas. <laughs> uh, last one, but the best. Uh, Florida Police Department wants to test your drugs for coronavirus. Yes, we're going back. Ooh. Uh, yes. Uh, the Tavares Police Department is offering a sweet deal to drug users. Turn in your narcotics so they can test it for coronavirus. I feel like this is also just a way of being like, you have drugs, we're just going to take your drugs yeah, from you. Yeah, this seems like a joke, but they actually, if you click a link, they actually posted it on their Twitter. Like really? they legit, yeah, they said, with the rising health concerns associated with the coronavirus, we are offering free testing of your drugs. Being that large amounts of narcotics come from the outside of the U.S., we want your safety, uh, the department wrote on its Facebook. Well, then it's probably not meaning, like, it's meaning more of the drugs you get from a drugstore narcotics, right? No. Oh. Yeah, click the link. It's, it has the meth on it. Come on. Yeah. It, Are it's you it's really great- going to be that stupid well, to fall for this? It's even funnier. It's like they're saying it like they're going to return it because it says anyone with drugs can bring them by the police station and we will test your batch within minutes. It's like, hey, we're just going to test it. We'll give it back to you. You can start eating people's faces in the street safely. So if you brought some bath salts in? Yeah, right? <laughs> Bring some bath salts and see if it has coronavirus or not. Oh, I would love to see an actual person, like, talking about how they brought it in. I mean, God, even reading. I like how it's the hashtags. Better safe than sorry. Hashtag yeah, help right? us help you. Yeah. Virus-free meth. Look, we're fine with you having meth. We just don't want you to have corona meth. I'm wondering if it would stay, like, can it spread through meth? It can spread literally through anything. Well, it's, it's an aer- have any of these bacteria. cases come because of meth? No, no, I don't, exactly. I don't think so. But I don't think a meth head, um, I think a meth head will believe anything like that. You know, they'd be like, oh my oh, God, yeah. I'm going to get coronavirus. I need to check my meth man. <laughs> my meth man. Oh my God, that'd be, right? that'd be crazy. Yeah, it's one drug problem that's worse than the coronavirus. I didn't write a pun for this one because it was just funny in itself. Oh, I was going to say the whole thing. It just sounds like a giant pun. Exactly. Until you actually read the post. (laughs) Well, if you like hearing about the coronavirus, if you like hearing about us make jokes about Florida, and if you like and friends, then you are sure to like, and you should, never mind. And if you like and friends, then be sure to check out some of our other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like... Back, Back to, to you. you. That was beautiful. <laughs> Legendary Chicago TV personalities Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville talk about life, travel, food, and the long list of what bugs them. Plus, you never know when one of their many famous pals might stop by. We should stop by. <laughs> we should, <laughs> should kick down. I'm already there. <laughs> Just kick down the door and be like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. We're I'll- stopping by. 
All you have to do is go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts and search for Radio Misfits. That's right, Radio Misfits. Radio Misfits. You want to go for some sex talk? Ooh, sex talk, baby. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. <laughs> Wouldn't it be neat to have a show where you just randomly said sex talk? Sexy. <laughs> I feel like saying that over, like, his voice makes me a little happier. Sexy. Sexy. You know what? Steve, Steve does have a sexy voice. You know, you know everyone has a sexy That's voice. That's true. Even Pee Wee Herman. Well, Pee Wee Herman. That's another man. Didn't he have some sex allegations uh, yeah. against him? Yes, he did. Oh, right. You know what's interesting? Talking about sex. You know what's even funnier? Uh, Child Protection Commissioner, who said apparently that strong sperm could oh, impregnate women in swimming pools. I heard about this. This is dumb. I think this guy is an idiot. I mean, he apologized for it, but he's an Indonesian child protection commissioner. He um, made the claim that women could get pregnant from swimming in the same pool as men, which... What? Yeah. Just just the same pool as men? No, like, sexual acts in the pool or anything? No, it's like if you if there's a sperm like that's in the pool... Just one sperm. You know? But apparently this was a personal statement that, you know, the uh, commission does not... They're yeah. like, this is his thoughts? Not ours. He said he made an inaccurate statement. And I mean, that covers their butt, but if he's still in there, I don't know. Apparently there is he said there is an especially there is an especially strong type of male sperm that may cause pregnancy in a swimming pool, he said in an interview. There's different types of sperms. Apparently Uh. he said even without penetration, men may become sexually attracted by the women in the pool and ejaculate, therefore causing a pregnancy. What this just sounds like those things you hear in a movie, like, you know, Mean Girls. And when they said, if you have sex, you'll die. Or, right. You know, you. Yeah. That's why just, I think they should have a separate pool just, uh, separate pool just for the ejaculate. They should just not have a male. I mean, I don't <laughs> I mean, you know. can't stop them. I was, did you do that as a kid? No. But I mean, like. I mean, you're sticking up for it pretty hard right now. <laughs> so I'm like. Samuel, what did you do as a teen I didn't, boy? In I, the no, pool? I never ejaculated in a pool. Did a little sum sum come out, little pre cum? No, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's weird yeah. to think of little Samuel out there just oh, being like, no. oh, that lifeguard, she makes me hard. Oh, no, it's more of like, ooh, that water stream. <laughs> what happens if I put my willy in there? I never did oh, it. Oh, my God. This was a she that said this? Oh, no. Yes. Oh no! Is hold on. I'm read. I wanted to make sure because some of this because oh, it is Indonesia, so it's just like, yeah, it was a she. Oh no! I was trying to make sure because some of this is in English, some of this is in Indonesia, and that it keeps saying she said she said. I was like, what says if See? no women are in a phase where they are sexually active, sexual pregnancy, um, may occur. No one knows for sure how men can react to the sight of a woman in a swimming pool. What the heck? It doesn't, that, Even the doctors yeah. say it was impossible for women to See, get pregnant in a swimming pool. That's what happens. That's what I've been saying this whole time. Don't speak for my body, all right? It is my body. I know my body the best, all right? That's what happens when... Yeah, but I still know more about your balls. So <laughs> let's get this right. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and she and it's just like the swimming pool has chlorine and other chemicals. It's that's like true. the sperm cannot well, survive. Well, but that's like the thing. It was like you know, there's always that rumor that's like if you have sex in a jacuzzi or you have sex in a pool, like you're not gonna get pregnant. That's true though. 
you will get pregnant even if you have sex in a jacuzzi. I mean, if there's but actual if you, like, penetration. Exactly. But if you if you just let loose in the jacuzzi, those little buggers are going to fry up, baby. I was going to say, it's, they're just going to, especially in a hot tub. Yeah. I mean, well, it is basically like an oven in a woman. But still. Yeah, but I mean. They're like, not going to be able to swim. Also, in a jacuzzi, you've got those bubbles. They're going to be like so think, out of it. I think the only way they would survive is if like you grew up in a warm climate, you know, then they're kind of used to like those big temperatures, you know. Yeah, I just don't think they can swim that far through the water. <laughs> they wouldn't know where to go. They'd find a well and be like, is this, is this the ovary? No. Is this they go, the They egg? go to one of the jets. It's like, it's right there. It's right there. It's like, I found it. No. <laughs> it's just, it's, well, I like, it's just I like the little poster they made. It looks like Jaws. Yeah, there was many. Uh, of course, it's not in a language Ooh, I can this, this could be what read. we use for the Instagram, though. <laughs> There's yeah. actually, it's funny because um, seeing that, I think it's just making fun of, you know, their comments being terrible. And the fact that. You know, it's important to teach proper education yeah, of sex yeah. ed. Well, you know, at least, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that she's like concerned. You know, she's at least doing her job. She's just doing it very poorly informed. Like, oh yeah, a lot of people, you know, used humor in the response. Some people even said that you know she should be dismissed because you know saying this is a dumbest statement. It is a dumb statement, but it didn't hurt anyone. You know, she's just silly. Oh my God. If I would, I could have, I think there's this video actually of her saying it. I think because I've been looking at it. I thought it was just people responding on Twitter, but you know, uh, I just want people to know for the se safety of uh, sexual education for people that if you swim in a pool and ejaculate in it, <laughs> you won't get people pregnant, but you are disgusting. Yeah, don't, <laughs> just don't ejaculate in pools, guys. Come on. I, I never knew that was a thing, though. I mean, I some people do it, man. Serious. I I don't, but, I mean, you can't say that no one does it, right? <sighs> some random guy gets off to jerking off in a pool. I mean, there's, like, I can't, it's funny I say this when there's guys on the CTA train that will just be jerking. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? So I guess. But that's this, worse, though. Yes. Yeah, that's beyond worse, because I'm like, oh, well. Not only are there. they in public, but there ain't no pool for you to just let it go in. They just leave it in their pants. Dude, oh, there was God, somebody. No. There was some guy. He literally, it was in the middle of the street. It was talent. I think uh, Tommy had told us before this, or you had, pro outside of a show about how we passed a man who was just peeing, like, on the side. Mm -hmm. This guy just kind of did a little lean, and I was wondering why I was, like, leaning forward. I thought he was doing, like, a Michael Jackson thing. And then I noticed there was a stream on the ground coming down. You couldn't see his penis, but he was peeing. Huh? So you guys have talent, so maybe you could just jerk it, not notice. No. I, There's I, too much motion with that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. No. I don't know why. That, I just remember that, and I'm just like, you guys kind of be, can be incognito, but you guys have to use like a motion of. Well, a, not if you're wearing like a baggy coat or something, or you know, that always. Works. I feel like that's more suspicious. But you know, now that everyone's gotten a lesson in sex today, and know the real things that happen if you ejaculate in the pool, you're just disgusting. And what don't happen? We're gonna be right back. We're gonna play a whole bunch of ads for you. So. Stick around and listen to him. What do you get when you hear a celebrity minutiaman interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutiaman Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. 
I'm Steve Baskerville. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm going to show you my doodle. Can you see my doodle from where you are? You know who else would? Walter Jacobson would doodle. And his doodle one day was close to my doodle. (laughs) uh, So you've seen his doodle? Sure. Uh, He's seen your doodle. He's seen my doodle more than one day. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Hey, we're back. Look, it wasn't that long. Now we're back with the show. It is is time time for for next next week's today. Yeah. You know what time it is, Kimmy? Um... No, because I can't read the clock because I think the clock's off on its time. (laughs) No, it's time for next week today. We all know what happens in this. I read a whole bunch of stuff that happens next week, but not today, but in the past. You know, that would be like a tongue twister. Next week, but not today, but in the past? Yeah. I think that's an easy one because you kind of bounce about a bit. Your, Your mouth bounces. Imagine if you just hear it, though, for the first time. You just have to sit there and be like, what? It sounds a little bit like Elmer Fudd. Next week, but not today, but in the past. No, that's like uh, uh, Porky Pig. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to start out with March 11th. We all know that date because it's an important date because John Hickley Jr. in 1980 watches Taxi Driver. The would-be presidential assassin John Hickley Jr. watches the film Taxi Driver for the first time. He would watch it many more times, developing his obsession with teenage actress Jodie Foster. His obsession led to his attempted assassination of U.S. President Ronald Reagan. How do we know he watched it on this day for the first time? You know, it was probably in like a testimony or something. Gotcha. Because I'm like wondering, I'm like... This person went to court. I was like, how do you know exactly on this day is when it started? Yeah, I think the lawyers would have dug pretty deep at this point, you know. I mean, he he tried to kill Ronald Reagan. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people going in on that. Yeah, Yeah, you put a couple bullets in Ronald Reagan. But on some lighter news, uh, Shemp Howard was born in 1895 on March 11th. Do you know who that is? If I say, oh. Don't no, you read it. Well, then I'm gonna read it. I would say no. <laughs> what were you? What were you gonna say? I was thinking, and then I my brain went to do different two different people. I'm like, no, they wouldn't be alive back no. then. It's uh, an American actor. He was one of the original Three Stooges. Which one was he? Uh, Shemp. Shemp was this? Wait, like, his name was actually Shemp. Was it's Mo Shemp Curly, um, Joe, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't that much of a Three Stooges fan. It's there funny was like because five you just name. I was gonna say, um, you're trying to name the Three Stooges while you're naming like four different names. So I got really confused. No, they that. switched out multiple times. Oh, yeah. okay, that's why. Because I was just like, I thought it was like always Mo Curly. That isn't Joe. I guess what I thought it was. I think I'm thinking Hard Rock Coco and no, Joe. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, the Three Stooges are, yeah, Mo, Curly, Larry, Shemp. Larry? And Joe. There was a Joe. There was a Joe. And a Curly Joe. But I did not know about a Larry and a Shemp. Yeah, I didn't know about the Larry, but I knew... Larry? Uh, but, uh, Curly... Why are they called the Three Stooges if there's, like, five of them? Because they cycled through them. That's not three, though. Oh, my God. There was always three. Well, at the same time, when you add people in, that's not three. I can count. God, I'm an adult. But 
I did learn something that they did switch them out, which I did not know at all. Sorry. Um, it's okay. I almost just burped right there. Uh, March 12th, 1994. The Loch Ness Monster hoax was proven wrong. The famous 1934 surgeon's photo reportedly taken by Colonel Robert Wilson, Robert Wilson is called a hoax in a deathbed confession by Chris Sperling, who claimed he helped create the photo. I feel like even though they say that it was de- like a hoax, there's still people who believe it and say they oh, have a photo. I, I believe it. I believe that you the believe Loch Ness it? Monster exists. Of course. There's Let's a f- just all take us there's there. There's a photo. Um, but they just said it was debunked. I mean, there could isn't there more yep. photos? There's tons of photos. Okay, between Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, I'm trying to think of another one. Which one do you believe more in? Uh, Chupacabra. Which one's that? It's El Chupacabra. It's like the monster that lives in... It's one of the folklores in Mexico. Oh, okay. Mm. What about the Bermuda Triangle? That, I think, is just a fluke in the weather. It's yeah, just an it, area yeah. where the weather really sucks. Yeah, but if it really... What about all the missing like things that happen over there? I, I think people are just lazy. They didn't look hard enough. Wow. <laughs> hey. <laughs> also on March 12th, uh, 1894, the soft drink Coca-Cola is sold in bottles for the first time. Have you ever seen Ooh. the original bottles for yeah. Coca-Cola? They look pretty cool. I think I, they should I, bring them back. I like keep, every time I find them or if an actual place sells them, I will go out of my way to get one just because I think they're cool. Oh, yeah. I like the, have you ever gotten like miniature bottles yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I that. I used to collect Coke bottles. Because they used to sell them all over Europe when I lived there. I want to do an art project with them where you like put paint in and kind of mix it around and kind of make it tie-dye. I think it'd be a cool way to have them. I don't know what you'd fully do with them, but they're cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, March 13th. March 13th, 1968, the U.S. Army accidentally killed 6,000 sheep with nerve gas. The the Army denied it for 30 years until finally admitting they had known all along that they had caused it. While the U.S. Army was conducting uh, a nerve gas test, a malfunction caused the gas to kill 6,000 sheep on ranches outside of Salt Lake City. While the aircraft was flying by, a test mission over Dungway Proving Ground uh, with chemical dispensers containing the nerve agent VX, one of the dispensaries fell and and completely empty. Uh, well, oh, one of the dispensers failed and completely emptied. As the aircraft gained altitude after the bombing run, the remaining VX gas leaked out behind the aircraft, eventually settling over a flock of sheep, killing 6,000 of them. Oh. My. God. Yeah. They didn't admit it until 1998. How do... You hide the killing of 6,000 sheep. Maybe they could have just said it was like some sort of disease or something. I feel like there would have been like more people being like, oh my God. Why were they containing nerve gas in airplanes? I mean. Come on, answer government. I feel like that was more the fact, what, this is 1968? Yeah. They're waiting for something to happen. It's Richard Nixon as president. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Well, it, come on. It, it led to the ban of open-air chemical weapon testing. Good. Yeah. I mean, that should have just been an obvious. The fact that it failed and, like, it was all that, they just basically didn't want to say anything because, like, yeah, we just majorly yeah, fucked we, up. We did it. That, that was us. Um, <laughs> they probably have to pay back those the amount. Speaking of nerve gas, though, uh, this is more of, like, laughing gas because on March 13th, 1934, the American cartoon character Donald Duck was born. Oh. Yeah, his birth date uh, is part of, uh, this birthday is according to the cartoon Donald's Happy Birthday from 1949, which gives his date. Although Disney celebrates his birthday as his film debut in 1934. 
You know what I always wondered with him? Is he just walking around pantsless? Yes. I mean... He's got a thick booty. He can't keep it contained. He ain't got no wang either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, March 14th, uh, the first shopping cart was invented in 1939. Can you believe it was that early? I'm shocked. Not in a way. I'm more shocked it took that long. I know. Because I was like... Wouldn't it been a while before then? There weren't really big stores like there were, you know, in the 30s. Yeah, but then you had to go farther distances and you had to carry it. I mean, it makes more sense because who wants to carry a shopping cart or a big thing? What would they need a shopping cart for back then? Do you remember, I I don't know, and usually they had like big sugar bags. They didn't Mm. do sugar in small, they they did them, or big bags of flour or Mm -hmm, potatoes. mm -hmm. Then again, you know, maybe they just think this is, you know, we, we, we have people to do this for us so we it, don't have to do it it was patented by the owner of humpty dumpty grocery store in oklahoma city it was a it was essentially a folding chair with wheels um and two baskets attached the cart was a flop um but he hired people to shop with them yeah. interesting yeah. uh uh also on march 14th 1934 the last man on the moon was born uh american astronaut uh eugene andrew kernan was born uh, he was the last man on the moon in 1972. Upon retiring the lunar module after making the last moonwalk, America's challenge of today has forged man destiny tomorrow. And as we leave the moon at Taurus Littrow, we leave as we came, and God willing, we shall return. We haven't gone back since. Can you believe that we only went to the moon for like four years? Alex says, we haven't returned since. Yeah. I can't, I'm shocked. I thought they would have more people go. What else are you going to do on the moon? There's, like, nothing there. Um, What was the whole point of them trying to make, like, people live on the moon? Oh, no, they they just wanted to show that the rockets were capable of going to the moon. Intercontinental ballistic missiles, that was mostly part of it. Uh, Idiots. Yeah. Hey, uh, March 15th, moving along. First escalator was ever made in 1892. How can the escalator be made before a frickin' shopping cart? Oh, because the escalator's cooler. You have stairs. Yeah. This is what beca- started us to become lazy. Well, it was originally part of the proposal to build an underground New York City subway. But Wait, uh, the, the proposal was rejected, but the inclined elevator caught on, and it included a rubber-coated moving handrail and a comb to protect fingers on the ends to help prevent from feet getting caught. Even though, have you seen the amount of people who still get caught in mm-hmm. ele- escalators? Yeah, it's crazy, though, is... Um, it, it, one was open for demonstration on Coney Island in New York, and in two weeks, and in its two-week stay, seventy-five thousand people rode it. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I want to know because when the escalator was, I was curious on the elevator, so I looked it up. It was invented around eighteen sixty-one. Yeah. So they invented that before the damn escalator. Yeah, but it wasn't probably it, it, the elevator. Probably was um, kind of like a shipment elevator more than the elevator we know today. Yeah, the first elect, the first electric one was out in like 1880. Yeah, that's. They had 15 story tall buildings in 1880. Yeah, but at the same time, like it's pretty crazy. What's the point of inventing an escalator then? I don't know. <laughs> just just to invent it. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, uh, also on the same day in 1820, Maine becomes the 23rd state. Good job, Maine. Right? They give us good crap. Moving along, we got two more. Uh, March 16th, the Vietnam War happened in 1968, and it was the May Lai Massacre. Look at that. An unknown U.S. massacre. 
U.S. US troops killed between 300 and 500 unarmed civilians. Sad you say that as I'm like, my dad yeah. was in the Vietnam War. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know if he was a part of this, but probably, he was in the Vietnam probably War. Probably not. 26 soldiers were charged with criminal offenses, but only platoon leader Lieutenant William Kelly Jr. was convicted. He was found guilty of killing 22 villagers. Only 22. Yeah, my dad wasn't a part of that. Thank God. Oh, no. And also, uh, next day, March 17th, our last day, wow. an American hero, <laughs> an American superstar, John Wayne Gacy was born on March 13th, March 17th, 1942. He's like a Midwestern hero. Really? He, he, you can go on a tour. It's a haunted tour oh, yeah. of his place. I've, I, I used to hang out at the bar that he would always hang out at. The gay bar? No, there was a bar called L&L's oh, on Clark I was gonna Street. Say, yeah. There's a lot of gay bars he hung out oh, at, too. Yeah. He was an American serial killer, if no one knew. He really didn't like Captain <laughs> Crunch that much. Uh, he confessed of raping and killing 33 young men and boys between 1972 and 1978, more than any other person in U.S. history up to that time. He buried 28 of his victims in a crawl space under his house. I couldn't believe that it lasted that long and that he lived till 1994. Isn't that crazy? There's actually another podcast I've been listening to that's all about serial killers. And I've determined there's the guy that's worse than him. And I'm shocked because he went his whole life for like 17 plus years, starting at age 15, killing, raping and doing sadism. Oh, my God. On girls. He was called the toy box, sex toy box killer. Oh, wow. And he literally made a trailer that had all these tools, machines to basically. How did you get away with all of this? Um. He moved around between places, but it was always like a river that he put the bodies mm. in and no one really noticed. There was other places, but they just never found nobody went like went looking. And also his daughter helped out at one point. Oh, wow. And they actually went and investigated because she got mad and called the FBI. And he just said he was open and honest. Like, yeah, I'm into this like sex stuff and talked about it and was like, yeah, I'm into sadism well, and BDSM. At least he's honest about it, right? Yeah. He never said he killed anyone. No, no. And they didn't investigate him until like. <laughs> what five years later and he was already in his 50s it was like so that's many. a that's a full life right there there were so many bodies they couldn't identify yeah. because or didn't even know about because there were so many i just he wrote it down in books and there was videotapes because he would wow. videotape it he would have a tape recorder play saying welcome to my toy box killers i mean hey, sorry they're interesting but, but weird it, listen if uh, if you like sex toy box and toy box of that nature then be sure to tell a friend about and friends because they will probably like it too it's available online at radiomisfits.com opishows.com anywhere where you want to find podcasts just search for radio misfits oh kimmy Yes. Can you believe it? We're, we're, I'm getting a phone call right now. Do you want to know from who? I was going to say, who the heck has this number? <laughs> I, it, it is our first ever call-in interview that we've ever done on And Friends, and I am so excited. I didn't tell you beforehand. Who is it? I wanted it to be a surprise. It is the Tommy Maley. Tommy? Yeah, I know. He's calling, he's calling us all the way from Scandinavia. Um, in the middle of the Baltic Ocean on his cruise. Well, he must have landed somewhere because he don't get service on the cruise. No, no. And you know what? <laughs> and it's also like, I don't know, like 12 o'clock there right now. But he's been up late partying, so so hopefully he'll be able to talk to you. Hey, Tommy, can you hear us? I, I, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, hi. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's, how's, the, uh, how's the Baltic cruise going on? Not bad. I'm sorry. I would have called earlier because I was trying to keep track of the time, but we were doing... Mimosas. Oh, 
I don't even have a damn mimosa. Yeah, you're having breakfast drinks at night. We like to mix it up in the Baltic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you stopped? Uh, where Where did you just stop recently? We are currently in Stockholm. We're in Port here. Oh wow! So you you're enjoying Swiss, uh, Sweden? Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to the cheese. Ah, yes. Are you gonna bring me back some? I can bring you Swiss cheese. You better, since you didn't invite me on your cruise. Yeah, uh, Sweden, not Switzerland. Either way, I want the cheese. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tommy, we thought uh, you would be able to do your tangent since you're on sort of like a tangent from your cruise right now. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining that I had already come up with one of, uh, hey, guys, how do you get here on time every week? <laughs> You know what's funny? I was here and I just stood outside the door. Usually I'm not the very first one. I was like, wow, yeah. I had coffee. I had Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. I was surprised too when, when I walked up because I was a little bit late. And we knew you weren't going to be here anyways, but we were surprised. I forgot um, seriously momentarily. So I was just like, okay, now we just need Tommy until yeah. Samuel reminded me because yeah. I forgot. I'm like, hey, don't you remember he's on his cruise? And we're like, oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Tommy, what I want to know then, if you're asking how we get here, how do you always end up being just exactly 30 minutes late? It's it's a gift. Um, <laughs> every every day I set an alarm at a completely different time, and I wake up at a completely different point in my alarm setup, uh, and then somehow I always end up walking out the door at exactly the correct time to be exactly 30 minutes late. <laughs> do you um do is do you have, like, multiple snooze slaps set into that schedule, or do you get up right when the alarm comes off? Oh, absolutely. I, I try to set alarms, like, I start them, like, an hour before I have to leave, uh -huh. and then it's, like, four alarms set five minutes apart so that eventually hitting snooze isn't worth it anymore. Mm. I hit snooze way too many times, but oh, I do too. this is why I set alarms like, okay, I need to get up at like 5 a.m. I start setting alarms at 4.45 because yep. I'm like, I'm going to hit snooze and then it's going to go in like eight minutes and then I do that. What I've thought about is uh, taking my alarm clock and either putting it in my bathroom or putting it on like my like somewhere where I have to get up and actively go turn it off because then at that point I'm already up, right? Yeah. Well, have you guys ever seen the ones that are like the targets? So you take like a Nerf gun and you have to shoot it to turn it off or the ones you physically yeah. have to step on? Like the scale ones. Mm. I want one of those. My sister has one that you have to solve a math problem. Oh, oh God, I, yeah. No. I used to do one of those and I would solve the math problem and instantly go back to sleep. Were they easy math questions? No, you can make them easy or you can make them really hard. Oh, crap. Yeah. And the only way you can solve it, I mean, the only way you can turn off the alarm is by solving it, not turning off the app. That sounds wow. terrible. Yeah. I want an alarm that uh, turns on my oven um, and heats up like a kettle. <laughs> I want one that just starts cooking breakfast for me. I almost think of that episode of The Office where what Michael does, he sets one alarm and he has the grill like near his foot of the bed and then he just turns on the grill and then waits to slowly wake up to the smell of bacon, except for in that episode, he burnt his foot on it. So <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out. Yeah, I was going to say there's a real danger in having one that turns your oven on because if you hit snooze on that, just go back to bed. 
Yeah. Now your oven's just going. <laughs> Imagine, though, because my parents' oven kind of doesn't light unless you light it with a lighter. Oh, wow. So what if yours end up doing that one day, and next thing you know, you just blow up? Oh, that's true. Sometimes I, mean, I do have to do that to my to my oven. So the gas leak in your apartment. Yeah, I wake <laughs> I, I wake up and then fall asleep to myself suffocating to propane. Hey, or maybe you just die in your sleep. That's true. That's like um. No, I can't spoil the movie. Never mind. I don't want to do no spoilers. But you know, I get here on time just for the luck. It depends on what day we're talking about, though. If we do something and change the day up, if I'm yeah. coming from work, I've been already up since 4 a.m. So it's different. <laughs> I'm crying because I have been today. Well, that was that was a good tangent, Tommy. Thank you. Yeah. Do you, uh, thank you for calling into us and taking time out of your trip to. Yeah. Thank you. We know you're very busy. Yes, out of, my, out of my busy schedule today. Yes. We expect gifts for the next show, so that way we can do either a taste test or just yeah. a gift opening of your yeah. cruise. You're lucky we didn't do the Malort taste test today. You would have... Uh, I thought about bringing yeah. it, but if I have to suffer, we're all suffering. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I didn't even... Oh, I almost missed Malort. <laughs> You're the only one that I would ever... know. I know people that would, but well, that's just disgusting. Look, we remembered you were out of town, so we just we decided to put it off until next time. That's deeply appreciated, guys. Yes, of course. Uh, do you, are and you... I will make sure to bring you both something next week. Oh, uh, you, you, you fucking better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll be nice about yeah, it. Yeah, we, we definitely didn't have to clench the first half of this episode because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Oh, we were clenching, though, with the potatoes yeah. in our butts. Yeah. We're just glad to know oh, you. I don't do much in the first half anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, are, you, are you super busy or do you want to stick around for uh, some music? I'll stick around for some music without music. This is a special one. Um, since it is March 4th, this is, what is, what is Marching Music Day. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh. National Marching Music wow. Day. So oh. I found a song. It's actually, it's a cover. It is a marching band doing Crazy in Love. Oh, cool. So it's interesting because I'm like, ooh. Hey, Tommy, you want to give the basic spiel for those at home? Yes, for those at home, uh, you're probably going to be experiencing the same way I do this week. Of, um, <laughs> we start the song, and then you can't hear the rest of the music. We're going to be listening to the music. You get to listen to us listen to the music, but you don't get to listen to the music because laws. All right. And if you want to find it, look up Crazy in Love Marching Band Audio on YouTube because it's not our typical, usual one, mm -hmm. but I thought it'd be special. So. All right, count it off. All right, three, two, one. It definitely has the symbols coming uh, in here. I think it's symbols. It's reminiscent of a high school football game right now. Right? Yeah. Well, it's National Marching Day. Marching music. Oh. Ooh, they get down. Look at that. I, you I actually can't hear it now. I like, the, I like the horn section, though. Yeah, it definitely has a lot of horns until you get to the... Uh, it goes back and forth with the cymbals that get really high in there. Hey, do you think we would actually okay. be able to play this all the way through since it's just a YouTube video? Uh, and we're actually commentating over it? That is a great question. Well, I, we might not ask that now. Um, I hope they have a drum breakdown. 
I feel like, I mean, we're just in the beginning, which I love how back and forth with it because the beginning has like a lot of the symbols, but you have the trumpet that comes in here. Yeah. Oh, look at him go. Oh, there's more being added in there. You hear him go higher pitch. Yeah. I'm wondering how really the, going in on this. the blowing is for it. Especially you hear it's like boop, 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 boop. I mean, I oh, haven't yeah. played those. In, I used to play trombone, but oh, okay. that I, was a long time ago. Both my brothers are in marching band, so I see it all the time. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. The little... They got a little tingy tang. The, God, what is it called? Triangle, but not triangle, probably? Xylophone? Uh, maybe. maybe. Yeah, xylophone. It's probably the xylophone, because they have so many going on now. I just hope they have a drum fill. That's my favorite part about marching bands. Is they definitely the drums have a tuba go going. All out. Oh my God! Here is when it gets a little bit more intense. That isn't that a drum we hear a little bit, or or is that still the cymbals? No, it's no, it's cymbals. all cymbals. They don't have an actual kit. If they do, then they're an expensive marching band. Well, there's so much to it that I feel. Ooh. Oh. I played trumpet in, high, in uh, middle school. I never did it in high school, so I never did marching band, but. I don't know. The trumpet in general is nostalgic now. Oh, yeah. They do a lot. Oh, that was a little bit of drums at the end. Mm -hmm. They definitely ended off with it, though. They had like... Da -da -da -da. I mean, I think the song probably just cut off sooner. Well, happy marching day, huh? Yeah. I thought it was a nice special yeah. to add that in. Marching music day. Look at that. Marching music for March. Oh. Yeah, it's a March marching music day. I hey. mean, you think they did it on purpose. They probably did. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, Must be a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that ends this very unique special episode of Anne Friends. Of Anne Friends. We still have all the. At least we at the end we had all the friends. Yes, together. we had all the friends. We had a special super call-in guest. You know what? We need to make cardboard cuts of ourselves if we're never here. Oh yeah, just to scare the crap out of people at the museum. Well, that and if I could stare at something and be like, mm. "This is our Tommy." Yeah. Tommy. Well, Tommy. Uh, next time you go out of town, could you record uh, a couple phrases so we can just like put them in like. Stock. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a soundboard for you so that we can just, anytime that I can't make it to the show, you can just play my, my basic responses to things. Yeah. Make sure it's something to do with sex, Florida, uh, next week, you know, today, and something like, wow, to yeah. show your expression to make, my amazing news. Make them all very <laughs> positive, too, and uncharacter-like of yourself. I was going to say, no, you have to have some of it picking on him, you and I, or yeah, else right. it's not authentic. <laughs> no, it's got to be all compliments. I'll make just a bunch of really nice things that you can put on a soundboard and listen to whenever you need it. <laughs> I will definitely be loving you every day that that happens. Yeah. Be like, Tommy is so great today. I love it. All right, <laughs> all right, Tommy. We're gonna have to let you go now. All right. I think I'll, I think I'll manage. Go right. have fun on your cruise. Yeah, have fun on your cruise. We would love to have you on the show again. In person next okay. time. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to be on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you were a great guest. We really enjoyed it, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Okay, cool. I had a lovely time, guys. All right. I think you guys have a decent show going here. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Again, you're welcome anytime. Have All a right. drink or two for us. Yeah, have a drink or two for us, okay? Of course. All right. We'll, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. At least uh, we got him. Yeah. Hey, thanks again for coming and hanging out with us today on And Friends, right? It was still sweet. It was a great show. I didn't want to kill you. 
<laughs> Just Do kidding. you usually want to kill me? Uh, no comment. Oh. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, subscribe, rate, and friends on opishows.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And, of course, a special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opie is hippo, spelled backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows. And our distributor, Ed Silla, with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. That's it, baby. We did it. We did it. See you next week. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Uh, Oh, (laughs) Jesus, Kimmy! This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Really strong sperm. The scariest moment ever in anyone's life. We share a bit from Ross Bennett and an interview. And I tell my brush with Sam Moore. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast and Opi Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications. From bandstand to gaga. Let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, while Lou is on assignment, I'll be joined by nationally recognized Buick specialist Bill Kubik for a wide-ranging discussion about our favorite topic, cars. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for this special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs>